0: I'm so excited to be here. I feel like we've grown up together. For those who I do not know, uh, my name is Dante. I'm very privileged and honored to be the campus leadership pastor here at Church Unlimited. But I am just privileged because I know God gave me a word and I get to give it to you, okay? So I'm gonna start off with some very, very uh, good news. I'm gonna use a verse, God's scripture. That's always a beautiful thing, right? Okay, but here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. I need you to embrace it because sometimes we can just get God's word and, oh, that's sweet. Or, oh, you know, we, we, we hold on to it and then we just let it go. Okay? But I want you to hold on to this. I need to welcome Church Unlimited Online. Church Unlimited Online, what's up? Let's give it up for everybody there. We're literally joined by thousands across the world. So, Church Unlimited Online, buckle up. I don't know if there's seatbelts on your couch. But you're going to need them because I know that God has a word for us. I'm completely confident in that. Okay, Ephesians 2.10, I want to start here. You promised me that you're going to embrace this word. Okay, Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. Oh, amen, that's good. That's really, really good. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Church Unlimited, it could be said that before you took your first breath, if you listened to this scripture, that God had a life plan for you, a distinct and specific purpose for you. You are declared entirely unique, entirely original. You are the masterpiece. There's a plan specifically for you. But... There's one problem. There's one problem, Church Unlimited Online. Rockport, Fulton, there is one problem. You see, God actually gives us a choice. And so many times in this life, we fail to connect with God's plan for us. We can miss it. Sometimes we can spend a lifetime living out a purpose or wanting a purpose that is not actually ours. Or we could live out somebody else's purpose. Or frankly, we could live a life without a defined or true purpose. We completely miss it. Sometimes for a whole lifetime, sometimes for large seasons of our life. Either way, too big of a price to pay. I wanna talk about one thing today. I wanna talk about the number one barrier to you fulfilling God's purpose for your life. But that barrier, it may surprise you. It may surprise you. We're not gonna talk about lust today. Not gonna do it. Not gonna talk about anger today. We're not gonna talk about pride. The number one barrier, it may surprise everyone the number one barrier to you accomplishing God's purpose for your life, what you were specifically designed for, it is the virus of envy. The virus of envying others, all of those around you. Envy is a trap. Because if God can keep you busy, trying to be, or wanting to be, something that you were not designed to be or desire something that was not meant for you, then it's gonna be impossible for you to accomplish God's purpose for your life. Envy, I'll say it again, is a trap. It is especially challenging in today's time. I wanna bring my phone up here. I do not have my phone, so I'm going to use my handphone, okay? Because, well, later, I'm gonna put it in my pocket right now. I'll bring it out in a second. Because the truth is, as humans, we are designed for community, right? We are designed for relationship. So as humans, we are naturally fascinated with each other. And so, have yeah, my handphone? You see, we're so fascinated um, with how people look. We are fascinated with what they They went there on July the 4th, and I'm sitting here at home. Um we are fascinated by, by, by how attracted they are. We are fascinated by, by how they live. We are fascinated by how picture perfect their family looks and I feel like Hot Mess Express. <laughs> it's like, can you believe this? We are endlessly fascinated by people. In and of itself does not necessarily need to be a bad thing. We were designed for relationship, community. We need, we literally are better together. However, this, over time, I begin, I can begin to resent who they are and what they are, who they are, what they have. And if you do that enough, you begin to reject who you are and what you have. The resentment can lead to rejection of self. I will repeat that it is too high of a price to pay. Envy will literally distract you from your God given purpose because it will focus you on everything that you are not. It'll focus you on everything that you do not have. It is so destructive, Church Unlimited, that in our 10 commandments, the very last commandment says, thou shall not covet. What you could say is another word, a synonym for envy, because God knew it could destroy us from the inside out. It could be said, if you envy enough, if you choose to envy others, it infects you. And anything that you're infected with will affect everything around you. The Bible warns us about this. It says this in Proverbs. Check this out. Okay, Proverbs 1430. A heart at peace gives life to the body. But all envy, envy rots the bones. You see, with, with, with social media, technology, everything, it, it makes you a watcher. You know, I, I will watch others and what they are doing and their family lives and their careers and their successes and all of these things I will watch. If I watch enough, then I will begin to actually wish that I was them, that I was attractive as them, that I looked like them, that I had those opportunities, that my family looked just like that, that I went there for vacation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The crazy thing, Church Limited, Limit, as I become this watcher, of people, I actually become blind because I become blind to everything that God actually already gave me. I become blind to who he made me to be. And that's the first point. I wanna encourage you to take notes because I know God moves in this place, not because I'm talking, because this is his house. And this is his word. And it's a love letter to you, his word. So envy can make you blind to what God has given you. I was very blessed with an amazing dad. He was a pastor to me. He's, a, he's not only my father, he's my mentor, everything, all of the above, and he's in heaven now. Here's what I'm getting to. As great as he was, a gift from God to me, an amazing man of God, at the end of this life, God is not going to ask me, why are you not more like your father? Why are you not more like your neighbor? Why are you not more like your colleague, your teammate, this influencer, this celebrity? God will ask me, were you faithful with what I gave you? Were you faithful with what I entrusted to you? But envy wants a detour. A complete detour, I miss my turn, meaning my purpose, and it always ends up in a dead end because that's not my street, that's not my purpose. Those are not my ambitions. Those are not my goals. You see, envy is also the enemy. You all know this. It's the thief of joy. It's the enemy of contentment. It'll steal your joy because envy, oh, y'all already know, it's never enough. It is never enough. It always needs more. Maybe you do this. And I just want to interrupt this message because on the back end of this message, we are going to punch envy in the mouth. I just need to say that now. And we're going to punch it in the mouth, and we're going to attack and destroy envy. So I just need to, to tell you that right now. But envy is the thief of joy. I say it needs all the peas because I'll be on social media. Well, I need more popularity. I need more likes, more follows, whatever, more mentions, all the things. I don't even know. I don't even spend a lot of time on it, because I already know it's not that good for me. And I don't even spend a lot of time, and I already feel that. Why don't you watch what you're intaking and understand how things make you feel? Okay, because envy, I need more popularity. I need more power. The older I get, I need more power. The older I get, I need more prestige. The older I get, oh, I used to love, I used to, I I was so grateful for my college dorm room. It was about as big as a shoebox, and I was grateful for it. But the older I get, now I need more space and I need more possessions and I need all of these things. And what's funny is when you get the things, do you do this? Sometimes I do this, like you make a list. It's like when this happens, this, this, this happens, then I'm gonna be at peace. And what happens is you get there and then you add to the list and then you do it again and then you do it again and you realize, oh wait, the list never actually, it never actually ends. Envy can be just like that. It's because the enemy of contentment, Solomon, the wealthiest man of all time wrote this. I have seen all the work done is because man... Wants what his neighbor has. This this is also for nothing. Like trying to catch the wind. Like trying to catch the wind. Because in the pursuit of more, in the pursuit of more, it will take all of you it will take all of your time it will take all of your energy in the pursuit of more that you actually neglect the things that truly matter like time with god a relationship with jesus time with your family the ones whom god entrusted to you it leaves all those things behind you see envy it misuses it misuses your life and at its worst it can lead to other sin. It says this in James 3.16, for wherever there is jealousy, church, and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder of every kind. If you find yourself being envious, do not be surprised that alongside that you have disharmony in your life. Do not be surprised if you have conflict with your family members. Do not be surprised if you have conflict in the workplace. Do not be surprised if envy lives that there's also competition in the workplace. People are jockeying for certain positions, not waiting on God's timing for their lives. And then you have all that disharmony and that com- competition, and then you're confused. And that's how we end up living our lives. See, envy, remember, infects and rots the bones and can compromise God's purpose for you. It is incredibly destructive, but yet we choose to play with it. At its worst, if you look at the Bible, and then we're gonna punch this thing in the mouth. At its worst, out of envy, Cain killed his brother Abel. At its very worst, Joseph was literally literally sold into slavery by his own family by his brothers out of envy. We see Saul in pursuit of David, attempting to kill him several times out of envy. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was put on a cross and killed by religious leaders because of envy. At its worst, envy completely misuses your life and can lead to other sins and even deadly sins we need to be careful with envy. So I need to discuss how we destroy envy. How we destroy envy. I'm gonna give you four keys to destroy envy and I hope you will write them down. I believe this can change your life with all of my heart. Number one, you may know this one and it's not easy and it may take time but stop comparing yourself to others. Comparison, you already know. Comparison is the root. Oh, you can clap for that. You can clap for that. (laughs) Comparison is the root of all evil. It is the root of all evil. There is no positive outcome to comparison because you get one or two things. If I compare myself to you, you know, and if I like what I see and what I'm doing and blah, 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 my family looks better or whatever, my career looks better, whatever. If I think those things, then okay, it can end up in pride. Because I think that I'm, I have a better situation than you and I could be puffed up and I could be prideful because of my blessing that God gave to me. How misguided is that, okay? The other outcome of comparison, let me go over here. You look, you, your life looks better than my life. You are so much better looking than me, sir. You know what I mean? And you have all these things that I want. You have a better looking car and a bigger house and a bigger yard and blah, blah. And your kids look perfect. And I could barely get my daughter here. I'm a pastor, I can't even get her into the nursery. Um, And I end up in envy. When I choose to compare, I can end up in a prideful state or I could end up in an envious state. Either way, it is a lose, lose all that really matters, am I doing what God called me to do? So why am I worried about you? Because that's all that really matters. So I wanna encourage you. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying it's easy, but all I'm saying when you start, stop. <laughs> and immediately refocus yourself on something else. So stop comparing yourself to others. And this next point, see, I get really excited about this next point, because it's fun, okay? Start, they got it on the screen, that's not on the screen, okay, this will change your life. I'm gonna write this down, get your your phone out, I got my handphone out, I'm gonna write this down, okay? Number two, start celebrating others. Oh, that'll change everything right there. Start celebrating others. Okay, it says this in Romans. It says, be happy with those who are happy. And it says, and weep with those who weep. So stop comparing and start celebrating. Guys, weep with those who weep. We can usually, I mean, I got my coffee today. I don't know. Um, sometimes when someone's in despair, we can comfort them when they've experienced loss it's almost more natural and easier for us to comfort them and we can be there. But Padre Allen, what happens, what happens when they get the promotion that you wanted? What happens when when I'm still single and I'm praying for my marriage and my best friend gets engaged? What happens when somebody else has the windfall of good fortune and I'm still waiting for God? What happens in those moments? And I wanna be able to identify the answer to this next question. Church, when was the last time that we thank God for the blessing that he gave to somebody else? When's the last time we did that? Because the truth of the matter is life brings joy. It brings pain. There's ups and there's downs. If I chose to only be happy when something good happened to me, I would spend much of my life not actually being happy. Flip the script. However, if I also chose to be happy when this young brother experience success, and when this gentleman experienced success, and when you experience success, then I would actually spend much of my life having reason to celebrate. Much, much reason to celebrate. Oh, and and if they believe in Jesus, then I'm like, give them more. Give them more because I know their success, that they're gonna use the resources that are given to them, deploy them for the purposes of God. And that means tied to their success are actually souls going to heaven. So I'm like, give them more, give them more, give them more. You see, we sometimes have this false fear. He's God, but somehow we have this false fear that there's this limited supply of goodness and grace. How crazy is that? He is God, created the world, but I believe that there's this pizza pie and that you took too much of of the pie, you know, and there's not enough for me. How crazy is that? Because the Bible would say there is boundless grace and boundless goodness. And after that, because he's God, oh, there's more. So next time, say, church, when you see something in good fortune, say, I must be next, God. I must be next and have faith because he's your heavenly father and he desires to bless you. But I say, God, your will be done. You know better than me because I'm not the creator, you are. I wanna encourage you, stop comparing, start celebrating. Point three, be grateful for who you are and what you have. Be grateful for who you are and what you already have. When you want to start to compare, realize that you, yes, sometimes you think, little old me, you've been given unique gifts too. You've been giving gifts that sometimes the person that you were like envious of, you were actually giving gifts that they don't even have. And the truth of matters, is, you don't even know what comes with those gifts. Sometimes you don't want to know. Sometimes there's incredible little challenges and hardships that actually comes with that money or that gift or that success. But the whole point of the matter is that you have your your unique gifts. And you know what? Those gifts are actually undeserved too. That those gifts are given to you out of God's goodness and grace as well. So give thanks to God because that actually sets you up for more. When you truly accept God, whatever you have for me, then I think you're in a posture to receive what he actually has. Guys, it's actually a myth. All you have to do, look at social media, look at celebrity culture. It's a myth to actually think that having more actually leads to more happiness. That is not breaking news. But yet we buy into that lie all the time because it looks good, it looks shiny, it looks perfect but it is a myth. I wanna go back to Solomon, the wealthiest man of all time. He wrote this in Ecclesiastes. And I wanna preface it with this. It's okay to have money. It's a very positive thing. That expands the kingdom. You just don't want money to have you. And it, Thank you. This is what he writes, Solomon in Ecclesiastes 5.10. Those who love money Keyword: Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. You know, I talked about that this made-up list that I have that continually grows. And I told myself, Dante, why don't you just make the the decision to be at peace right now? To choose. Joy. right now even with those things undone even with those things not quite accomplished even if you are not exactly where you want to be just yet you can choose peace I can choose happiness I can choose gratitude but so many times I do not but realize that happiness and gratitude, it's a choice. I do not want envy to act as a poison to my purpose, to the God-given dreams and goals and ambitions that God has specifically for me. Because not only does it poison you, but church, it blocks God's blessing on your life. And that's way too high of a price to pay because God said, you're the masterpiece. Entirely unique, entirely original, one of one, none before it, none to come. And that you as the masterpiece, before you took a breath here on this earth, he's like, I have a unique life plan for you. We just need to embrace it and that is what's on the line when we let envy infect us. So I want to encourage you with everything in me to stop comparing, to start celebrating, choose gratitude. And the final point I have for you today is to trust God. Even when life seems un fair because the truth of the matter is this life can be tough we already outlined it can bring joy it can bring pain it brings new life it also brings the end of life but we have a savior who still calls us through all of those things that says you were uniquely shaped exactly how you are. I gave you a unique set of gifts. I gave you a unique set of abilities. I gave you your unique personality. I even gave you the good, the bad, the ugly, all those experiences. And I'm a living testimony, he will use the good experiences. He will use the bad experiences. He will really use the ugly experiences as a living testimony to his glory and he will use that through your life sometimes the things that you don't want the things that you reject the things that you don't want anybody to know about God says oh that's when it really gets good because my strength works best in your weakness but yet we want envy we let envy infect and I hope you will choose to do those things as a punch in the face to envy because I do not want your God-given purpose on this world or for your kids to be compromised because that is way too high of a price to pay, Church Unlimited. And we need your help to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die. And that's the truth. And I want those blessings for your life and for your kids and for multiple generations. And I want to implore you to trust God when life's unfair, because you know what? I realize that life's not guaranteed. Not that long ago, you know, I was in this church and I, two years ago when I was struggling with my health, I just couldn't quite get healthy, nothing too serious, but I just couldn't, couldn't just get to that 100% healthiness. And then one day, you know, we're just working hard, kind of pushing through. Life hit me. It hit me and it hit me hard because I was talking to our, our creative arts pastor, Pastor Philip Borden, amazing leader. And we were talking about something. And then in an instant, I couldn't finish my sentence. And it's kind of like slurred off. And then I lost all, all my feeling in the left side of my body. And it shocks you because you don't know what's happening to you. You've never experienced anything like this. So you lose all, all the feeling. And so you're just shocked. And then you're sitting down and they inform you like that your face and your eyes and your mouth are, are drooping. And I just lost my dad a couple of years ago. So I was familiar with being in the hospital with serious health matters. And I just lost my dad. And the only thing that I'm thinking in this moment, being blindsided, It's like having a stroke. And when you think that, you don't have any idea what's going to be next. You think that in this instant that all of your life as you know it could be changed forever. You realize that in this moment, I... I don't know if my purpose is going to be fulfilled. None of these things matter in that moment. We talk about power, fame, money, prestige, position. In that moment, when I was uncertain if I would even have my life as I had had it, I was a pastor, Philip, and I just remember holding. His hands. When I had no idea what my future would look like on this earth, because everything mimicked the stroke, all that mattered was this. I needed him. And all that mattered was that I had a savior, that I had a savior that I could call out to and ask for peace and ask for comfort and ask for him to save me and ask for him to heal me and ask him to get me through this moment nothing else mattered except my relationship with Jesus and the only other thing that mattered in that moment church i just prayed and i was with Pastor Philip when we were holding each other's hands and i just said and i thought about my wife and i thought about my daughter she's only 1 years old She's one year's old, and what am I doing here? But I was calm. And all that matters is God, can I just fulfill my God given purpose to be a husband and to be a dad? Because I know I needed him, and I felt that they needed me. And nothing else mattered it was that I had the opportunity to be in a relationship with my Savior. I truly believe when it's all over, when it's all over. And I thanks be to God that everything mimicked a stroke, but it wasn't. And I've still had to go see doctors and cardiologists and neurologists. And I thank God I stand here today and I'm healthy and I still get to live out my purpose. Praise be to God. And I thank God because I know I am walking in my purpose and my purpose is to be here with you all today. And I'm here to say the one who calls you a masterpiece that you would grab onto that and realize the same one who called you a masterpiece also said this, he said, for I so loved this world that I gave my one and only son that whosoever believes in me will be saved that one who calls you a masterpiece wants to be in relationship with you here on earth and give you the gift of eternity in heaven. If you do not have that, I wanna offer that to you because he sent Jesus to die on the cross to bear the brunt of all of our sins. And then he raised him from the dead, proving that he was God, proving that he was God so that you would have the opportunity to ask him into your heart. It is that easy. In Romans, it says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and it says, and you will be saved. So I wanna invite all of our Church Limited campuses online. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ, I wanna invite you to please bow your head. We're gonna say a prayer and ask him into our heart for those who've never asked Him into their heart. This is your moment, this is your time. This is your moment, Church Limited Online to completely change your life forever, to accept Jesus and have the gift of heaven, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sins. And I believe you rose again three days later, proving that you are God. Please forgive me of my sins. I ask you into my heart, be my Lord and be my savior. I wanna invite you to please keep your heads bowed as we conclude this prayer. But we wanna celebrate those who made a decision. If you just, for the very first time, ask Jesus Christ into your heart to be the Lord and savior of your life. We wanna celebrate that. But we wanna know, we wanna celebrate, we wanna ask you to do something bold. If you were online, if you were in any campus, will you please raise your hand and say, today was the moment, this was the moment. If you just accepted Christ, no matter where you may be, the front row, the back row of Rockport Fulton at Padre Island, I wanna invite you to please raise your hand. If you say, this was the moment when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you're online, please just click the button that says hand raised or type in the chat, hand hand raised, hand raised, hand raised Rockport Fulton Padre Island, Church Limited, Stone Oak, Church Limited, Rockville, wherever you may be, thank you for raising your hand so we can celebrate you and you can have this remembrance that that day was the day that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I wanna pray over everyone. Lord Jesus, may we embrace your word, embrace your message. May we not allow envy to infect us. May we embrace that we are a masterpiece, a one of a kind life plan designed for the good works that you planned for us. Thank you, Jesus, for how you have moved. In your name we pray and everyone said, amen. Let's give it up for our Lord Jesus.